What up, everybody? Welcome into the Bourbon Buzzed and Ballin' Podcast. We are your hosts, Colby and Dutt, and this is our podcast where we talk sports and drink bourbon and just shoot the shit. That's, that's what we like to do. That's it, man. We got a we we had a kind of a kind of a boring sports week, I guess, so to speak, but still a little bit of stuff to talk yeah, about. Yeah, there's a little bit. You know, you had the the divisional rounds of the NFL playoffs, and the, so we'll get into that. Uh, even though I was disappointed, I thought the wild card weekend was better than than the divisional rounds. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, we can dive into so. that, you yeah. know, when we, when we get a little deeper into the show, because you know we like to start the show off with the opening toast. That's right. So let's just go ahead and cool kick kick off the opening toast. And I think we both uh, pretty much had the same guy. Yep. Uh, local guy here. Uh, soccer player, Charlotte FC defender Anton Anton Walks, uh, who was 25 and died in a boating accident right. over the weekend. Uh, the team was down in Florida doing training. Uh, mm. I think they were supposed to be down there two or three weeks for training camp. And uh, so he was a passenger on an 11-foot, basically, jet ski uh, hmm. wave runner, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and... They collided with a forty, a forty-six foot cabin boat, and he was the only one that was even injured. Right. Uh, unfortunately, he lost his life, but the it was a female driving the personal watercraft, and she was fine, and the driver of the cabin boat uh, was fine. Um, so, unfortunately, this young yeah. man lost his life at uh, twenty-five years old, about the age of our sons. Right. So you yeah. know it's. Uh, and apparently, apparently he was, you know, very popular, well-liked, both in, right. in the European soccer uh, world and here in the States. Yeah, actually, actually came up through the Tottenham Hotspurs, you know, their youth, you know, their youth league, not youth league, but they have a, a, a youth team that they bring and develop their players. So that's actually where he got his start was mm-hmm. with, with my, my English Premier League team that I like, so... Yeah, sad story. Sad story. Was yeah, yeah. They had a, held a celebration of life for him today downtown Charlotte. Uh, right. So that was good to see all the fans, you know, show show their love and support. So <clears throat> that's yeah, it. Was, it was, it's a good atmosphere. I don't know if you haven't been to. I a, haven't been to one yet. Charlotte I've been FC I've been game. to a soccer match, a friendly, right uh, in in Charlotte, and in, had a good good time. And I've, I've been wanting to go see the. Charlotte FC. I just haven't had a chance to go yeah. down there yet. But but yeah, I, I would like to go see see one of their games here soon. And I, I'll also give an update. Uh, you know, we've been talking about Peyton Hillis the last couple of weeks, and he is out of the hospital and, and went home. So that's great news for for Peyton. And of course, Damar was at uh, the game, the what, Bills game. Was he? Well, you know, there's. <laughs> Conspiracy, really? conspiracy theorists out there to say he's not alive, which is a bunch of bullshit. But because uh, even he was texting, uh, "clone" was his his one word reply to the oh. the theorist. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, good good to hear that. Although they do say that Damar still has to take oxygen, uh, so uh-huh. he he's still you know got got a ways to go. But uh, seems like he's in good spirits. You know, after the game, he was texting. You know, we'll be back next year, and so seems to be Buffalo's theme. Yeah, we'll exactly. Be back next yeah, year. yeah. Wait till next year. Right. <laughs> you can only say that so many times. 
Sounds like the Cowboys. Them boys. Yeah. I'm going to give an opening toast to Chris Ford. Okay. I don't know if you're aware of that one. Um, Boston Celtics point guard from the from the 70s. He actually made the first NBA three-pointer. Yeah, but back, credited. back then it wasn't even that far. <laughs> no, but I mean, still, he's credited for making the first three-pointer. I don't care how far it is. It's still, he still played in the NBA. I didn't. That's true. So, That's you true. Know, no, I remember Chris Ford. Yeah. He, point guard for the Celtics. Yeah, he passed He passed away at 74 years old. But, you know, I just thought it was notable that he was the first yeah. one to make a, a three-pointer. I'm sure the Ford family would want a little bit more of a tribute than that. But, right. you know, that's that's all I got on I that I mean, one. you know, he. I guess you could almost say he changed the, the game. Because, you know, <laughs> now now it's, it's nothing but three-pointers, it seems like. Yeah, yeah, if you want to credit and, him with that, I guess. And they had to keep moving the line back because, uh, <laughs> you know, you got Steph Curry's out there that are shooting it as soon as they oh, – They couldn't even put a line far enough for <laughs> Steph Curry. Did you see his pregame warm-up the other day? He made, like, I think it was 18 in a row, and that, that was from the free throw line, underhanded, all the way to half court and back. Nice. And it was just – and everyone, I don't think any of them hit the rim. Yeah, he's he's crazy. He's it's, it's ridiculous. He's incredible. All right, well let's uh, we'll toast uh, Anton Walks and uh, Mr. Chris Ford. Chris Ford. So and then uh, I don't know. If I don't. I ain't got any other toast, man. Like I said, it's been kind of boring. Been yeah. Kind of boring. Yeah. Well, it's uh, you know we're we're getting to that point in the year where you're kind of not quite as much going on out there in the sports world. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, we're all going to be mourning the loss of football. Yeah. College football loss for sure has already kicked in for absolutely. me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So Anyway. All right. Well, cheers. Cheers, gentlemen. I'm a – I didn't prepare <laughs> well, myself. I forgot. got a little kick to it. Yeah, it's a Southern Star Paragon. It's a local North Carolina distillery that – I like I like a lot. It's a good. I, it's a good bourbon. And actually, the uh, I, I just read an article about them today. As a matter of fact, mm-hmm. ironically, uh, you know, kind of an advertisement of of who they were, and you know, talking about tastings and tours that they have going mm-hmm. on now. And uh, so, yeah, it's, I guess uh, now the f- college football's over. We need to make our way up there, right? And you know, the part of the article was where it was talking about them. It was talking about how a lot of what they use is locally grown hmm. uh, by, by the farmers in the local area is what goes into their bourbons. Mm. I was in I was in Statesville today, so I'm I'm, I'm guessing that's where it's yeah, at. Yeah, I've yeah. never I've never seen the distillery. Yeah, but. yeah. If you go up seventy seven, you'll you'll see it from the highway. Oh, okay. Yeah, you you got to go past um, forty. Yeah, you got to go to like Mount Airy, right? Uh, not, I mean, it, it's just past. It's not that far past uh, forty, but you do have to go up north. Uh, of 40 okay. 77 and uh, yeah, it sits there on the right but yeah they apparently they, they've been winning some awards at some of these uh, I mean, shows I, I and think it's good I mean I, we haven't we haven't rated it yeah I thought we did did we rate Southern yeah, Star I think it was one of the early first, first ones earliest we did. ones we did yeah yeah and I think we rated it either a three or four it, it, it rated highly for us it's actually uh, I actually um, there's a there's a guy on TikTok um, I, I can't remember his name. This guy Jeremy or whatever he he does a lot of he does a bourbon talk and he does a a lot of rating. And I talked to him one night and asked him if he had ever 
heard of Southern Star and he has it. Well, Southern Star actually sent him some bourbon because, you know, he's got quite a few, <laughs> few followers. Right. And uh, so he rated the Southern Star Paragon and he liked it. So. Actually, we have not rated it on the show yet. I didn't think we had. I think because the bottle had, was so low. we. <laughs> yeah, we, you know, I actually have a, a brand new bottle of it. So we might need to do the... Uh, Okay. Southern Star lineup here soon. Well, today I actually, you know, I, I mentioned I had that Bala Elvis, uh, Tiger Man is what it's called. And, uh, you know, as an ode to uh, Lisa Marie, who, I mean, it seems fitting. who was laid to rest this weekend, I figured we'd, we'd go ahead and do that, and then we can do that, that bottle of the Duke, the John Wayne, next week. And All right, Kind of do a little celebrity theme for the next couple of weeks oh okay that might that means we might need to get need to get old camp and and a couple others isn't there isn't that uh kid rock Can oh you... no old camp is is uh, uh florida georgia line oh florida georgia line kid rocks kid, kid rocks got ah, i can't remember does he which... have a bourbon or has he got a i can't remember I'm sure he's got a whiskey yeah. Matthew McConaughey's got one. Which we already did that one. Yeah. C dub. Yeah, no, we don't Charles, do that. One. Charles Woodson. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Charles Woodson. I do. I love you a lot. So right. yeah, I'm drinking the, the Jefferson small batch uh, today. So Alright. That was that was a good one. I mean it wasn't as wasn't as good, as, as, good the as the ocean, ocean for right. sure, but Yeah, I I noticed uh that the Voyage 28 is what's mostly on the shelves now. So we might need to get a bottle of it and try it, see how, yeah. how it compared to the 24. Because we really like that Voyage 24. Yeah, the 24 was really good. Yeah, I liked it so much it's gone. <laughs> I haven't it's funny finished how that, too many bottles. And you it's know funny that? how that happens. Yeah, but that, that yeah. 24 is gone. Yeah. All right, well, let's uh, move from the open and toast into the scumbag of the week. And... Uh, I'll go. I'll go ahead and get started because I know you're gonna probably. Uh, yeah, mine might be a long. Time. Yours might be a long one. So yeah. Uh, the MLB is investigating Mike Clevenger. He's a pitcher for the White Sox for alleged domestic violence against the mother of his ten-year-old daughter hmm. and child abuse. So allegedly, he choked her, slapped her, and then the child abuse is supposedly he took out some. Uh, used chewing tobacco and threw it at the baby. Hmm. So uh, he's being investigated. Jeez. And, and it, you know, it, there's, he's got another, uh, he's got two other children by another woman who has alleged things. And then there's also other women along the road that have alleged things. So usually when there's that much smoke, yeah, there's usually some fire. So, you know, everybody obviously is innocent until proven guilty but like I said there's a lot of a lot of evidence around this one and and uh, you know it's like we've mentioned multiple times you just you just don't put your hands on a on a woman so and then speaking of putting your hands on a woman there's uh, Conor McGregor is also now going through McGregor. an investigation where he supposedly punched and kicked a woman uh on his yacht, it was somebody that he actually kind of grew up with and knew, and uh, they were out drinking. And apparently, and she said he just flipped and just went psycho and and hmm. uh, was threatening to drown her. And she says she jumped off the yacht 
because she was fearing for <laughs> she her life. Jumped off the yacht to get away from him. So, so Mike Clevenger's my scumbag, and and then dishonorable mention to Dis- to Mister <laughs> dishonorable mention to to, to, to Mister McGregor. Nothing ever good comes with alcohol. You ever notice that? I mean, I mean, I'm 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 not trying to make any uh, statements. Yeah, you gotta you, know. you gotta drink in moderation. You gotta drink responsibly. You know, Nick Saban likes to say nothing good ever happens after midnight. Yeah. So when you when you combine a little alcohol, alcohol, and, and late at night, yeah, uh, yeah, nothing good happens. Um, yeah, I don't know if you heard about the the little girl at LSU. Mm-mm. So she was, um, uh, I think, a sophomore. So I think she was like 19 years old. Supposedly, she got so shit faced she could couldn't control you know she didn't know what was going on and um so she left the bar with like four other ki- kids basically and uh supposedly they raped her and then dropped her off somewhere and then she was crossing the road and it was very dark you know it was a very very dark area mm-hmm. and she got hit by a car and killed jeez yeah so i mean like you were saying, you know, you, you gotta be careful how much you're drinking, and and you know, don't be out, don't be by yourself. You know, have some responsible people with you. But, but yeah, just, this is, you know, on top of all the other things that are that are happening. Right. It's. Just, I kind of wish I hadn't heard that story. Yeah, it was. <laughs> uh, it, it was. It was upsetting to. To read about it today. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. I mean, uh, just an interesting story to tie into that one. You know, maybe the difference of people. When I was when I had first graduated high school, I went back home for for a weekend, and we were at a party, a couple of my friends and I, and a girl from a neighboring high school who was well known to be to you know get around you know a little bit around town and. Mm-hmm. She was drunk and butt naked on the front porch, mm-hmm. and we took her home. But the, the the converse of the story you said, we we stopped and got her a you change her. of clothes. Yeah, you helped her and took her home. You so did. at least we didn't dump her off on her dad's right. front doorstep. Yeah. you know, butt naked yeah. and drunk. We yeah. actually took her home, got a change of clothes. Yeah. So she could, we could at least dump her out on her front porch, in clothes and her dignity somewhat. Right. You know, right. I mean, yeah, that's you, just you did you did didn't take advantage of you tried to help. Right, exactly. I mean, that's but that's nowadays, sad. nowadays, sad. you know, and it, it, the uh, the more news came out about the the Georgia accident. So apparently, they were were all leaving the strip club, and uh, they haven't reported if if uh, the driver was above the legal limit but uh they did report that she was driving too too high of a speed for a left-hand curve Mm. and she didn't make she didn't make the turn right and uh that's when she went off the embankment hit a couple of power lines and so she was driving the guy that died was sitting behind her he wasn't in the front seat Mm. he was behind her and he didn't have his seat belt on Mm. so and then the uh, other girl, the other staffer, she was in the rear uh, passenger side. She didn't have her seatbelt on. 
And then the one guy that all he got was the stitches, he was in the front passenger seat. And I'm assuming he must have had his seatbelt mm. on. And that must have been what saved him. Wow. But, uh, yeah, it's, un it's unfortunate. And, you know, it's the world we live in today. You Crazy. Know, all that shit going on out in California with 70-year-old men going on on mass shootings it's crazy yeah no we're sounds like we're turning into a, a news i know a news well, and that's, you know, I, I, you, I know you don't i don't even turn on the news anymore because it's so depressing it our, our podcast is now yeah really depressing let's get out yeah, let's, let's get off let's move on well we are on the scumbag portion of the that's the, right we're on the scumbag speaking of scumbag my yeah, who, who is your scumbag my scumbag of the week's gonna be the ncaa the governing body do they still exist? Where have they, yeah, exactly. Where <laughs> have they been? I mean, you don't even hear from them anymore because, quite frankly, nobody really respects them. Right. Nobody cares nothing about the NCAA anymore. It's, it's a it's a dying office. I meant to research, you know, financial composition for these clowns, and that's what I'm gonna call them—a bunch of scumbag clowns <laughs> because they're just basically wasting wasting time. I mean. The NCAA is going away, but here's my specific reason. You know, number one is is they brought up these allegations against the University of Michigan, which basically um, a couple of them are self-reported anyway, which almost every university has some self-reported minor violations throughout the, the oh, yeah, year, absolutely. specifically in the off-season. But so so the NCAA has found it upon themselves to launch an investigation against Michigan about you know making uh, illegal contact with a with a recruit or two during the the dead period during COVID, which is which I'm sure they weren't the only ones that did that. Right, COVID COVID ruined everything, but that's a political discussion. <laughs> um, Michigan had an analyst or two that actually was was on a practice field or, or in the practice facility actually helping the student athlete get better at whatever they're doing but you can't do that and then of course you know they're claiming that Harbaugh is basically impeding the investigation which we all know Jim Harbaugh is a little bit of a, a <laughs> nut job in himself you know so I can see him being sarcastic kind of like I'm pre presenting this case sarcastically because I mean, then on the other hand, you know, you have what's going on down in Florida with this four-star quarterback recruit who's asked for a release from his commitment because his thirteen million dollars deal fell through. Thirteen million dollar bag didn't show up on his on his doorstep. Now, I'm not going to say that that's University of Florida's fault, and it's certainly not the coach's fault because they're there are extenuating circumstances outside of these programs because of the, the legalities of NIL. But at the same time, you know, somebody has promised this kid a big payout, which is probably why he decommitted from Miami, went to Florida, right. and now, you know, they're, they're backing out now that he's committed to Florida and say, hey, I'm, I'm sorry, but, you know, we might be able to get you 13 grand, right. but not 13 million. Well, and, you know, the, I know you weren't trying to go down the NIL road, but the NIL was created so that e, uh, EA Sports can't use a player's, you know, you're, you're sitting there playing NCAA football on 
on Xbox, and you know it's right. Derrick Henry. I'll just use his name because it's this big, tall running back that's running over everybody. So you know it's Derrick Henry. <laughs> right. You can even type it in and name him Derrick Henry. Uh, but Derrick Henry wasn't seeing a penny off of all that money that EA Sports was making. Yeah, exactly. Uh, or Leonard Fournette, when he was at LSU, he wanted to sell some T-shirts with, with his logo on it. Nope, you can't do that. Well, that, that's his name. His So that's what name image likeness was supposed to be is is yeah. so that you you that 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 the universities or the NCAA can't control that person's name image and likeness, you right. know. So but it you know, now it's gotten to where it's it's legalized, you know, to, to, to you don't have to pay under the table anymore. You just put it out in the open. And, oh yeah, and you can start promising these kids money before they've even stepped foot on your campus, which is, you know, doesn't surprise me that here in the United States we would take something that actually had a great start, when, but it just had zero guidelines. It came so fast right, that right. It, there's just no guidance on it, and yeah. now you know, it's, of course. Of course, the uh, the alums, not necessarily always alums either, just the rich donors that support these programs that want to see them win on the football field are willing to do anything and everything to bring them in, in on the campus. But how many how many quarterbacks rated four and five stars don't even pan out? Pan out or get yeah. a start? And you're going to commit thirteen million? Exactly. Look I mean, at Jimbo's class last year. Yeah. Now they're all I bailing. Mean, they're all bailing on them, and and not very many of them even contributed. I mean, it's it's out of hand. It's out of hand. But that, you know, that's that's my uh, that's my scumbag is the NCAA because they they act like they care, but they don't. They have never given a shit about the student athlete ever. They put in some some flimsy, you know practice requirements back in the what was it the mid 90s where they started to eliminate some of the the excessive practice times but they and you know they're trying to keep everything you know as far as you can't have but but 20 coaches on the field you know they're trying to keep things level where you got a Alabama who could afford to put 40 out there on the field and then you're getting more one to one and more you know the old analyst position. exactly uh, and so i, I kind of get that you can only have so many coaching on the field because you got other schools that can't afford to have that many people on staff so yeah but at the same time i mean how many schools can afford bags of cash you know yes. everybody's gonna well, find a way well there again it, that's not the way that nil was supposed it's supposed to be that mm-hmm. if that kid went out and made that and somebody wanted to hire them for a commercial or sure. sign some autographs. Put them know. on a camel to, you know, talk about a used car lot, a.k.a. Rod Tidwell. Remember that one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I ain't getting on no camel. So that those those are the things that, you know, because it really wasn't even intended for – it was supposed to be kids that were already – had already played right, in college right, football, right. Not, not coming out of high school. Right, name, image, and likeness is because you've been here, you've established a, you know, track record of success playing, and and so now we're going to reward you. You know, you can 
you can go around and sign autographs. You can go to these card shows right. and do stuff like that. It's not, hey, here's a big bag of cash because we think you're going to be good. Right. Sign with us. Or, That's or, just ridiculous. Or, or sell a, a jersey with your name and number on it. Right. You know, just like they do in the NFL. Right. This was the whole thing Coach Saban was talking about when he made the comments last offseason that were directed towards Jimbo and primetime. Yeah. You know, you – that's not the, how it was intended. So. You're not supposed to be just buying players. It's supposed right. to be their way of making money off of what they've done, what they've accomplished. So the NCA needs to get involved and get in, get involved in doing some real, real stuff like getting in and putting in some real restrictions and guidelines right. on the NIL, which is clearly the most important topic in in all of college football right now because. Our game is changing for the worse right in front of us. Yeah, well, yeah I mean, you got uh, unengaged players, you know, during the week in practice or even on the games because they're too worried about trying to sure, make that hustle get paid. And, and make some money. And, and it, it's, it, like you said, it's completely changed the game. And, it has. It's, uh, it's scary, you know, as much as much importance as it is to a lot of people you know and me included i mean college football i live for for the start of the season you know and i obviously love the uh, recruiting portion as well and all this nil talk is just it's really ruining the game unfortunately i i honestly didn't i didn't think it would i was kind of arguing against it early on mm-hmm. and um you know i've been wrong because it, it i really do see that it's well, and, and not not to sound like a homer, but Alabama is really trying to be at the forefront of this NIL, and they're dedicating a whole hub mm. to NIL, and they've got a 15-year agreement with Learfield, uh, who is to try and get these kids, you know, right. making money off of their name, image, and likeness. And you teach know, get, them, teaching yeah, them, right. And then at the stadium, they've got an NIL store set up, and you can go in there and buy Bryce Young's jersey. Right. And then they even on sometimes will have autograph signings when you can go in there and get a, get mm-hmm. an autograph from these different players. So that's really using your name, image, and likeness to make money, which is right. what it was intended for. So I think. I think Nick is really trying. You know, he was the first one to do this hub. He was the first one to do the NIL store. Right. And it's in conjunction with Fanatics. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so then, you know, anytime that a T-shirt is sold with Will Anderson's name and number on it, Will gets a piece of that that profit. So that's what it was intended for, and hopefully, that's they they can put some structure around it, and that's where it goes uh, in the yeah. long run, not just. Hey, come play for us, and we'll give you thirteen million dollars. Right, right. Get off of get off of these little violations. Put some put some real meat to this discussion, and start getting the NIL under control. I think we would all. Well, and they did. That. I can't remember his name, but it was uh, like a former governor or senator of Massachusetts or Connecticut or. Somewhere up in the Northeast that is going to be the new president of the NCAA. So maybe he can 
Get some things under control, we'll see. He uh, better. We'll be out of a job soon. Yeah, yeah, or there like, will be no NCAA. Right, right. You know, That's kind of where it's headed, really, because right. they don't really have – doesn't appear to have any authority. Now, I, Nobody I, was, yeah, really... I was just about to say, uh, Greg Sankey, the, the president yeah. of the SEC, is more powerful and influential than whoever the outgoing president of the NCAA is. Oh, I couldn't yeah. even tell you his name. There's two, two, the Big Ten commissioner, too. You well, know. he just took a job. Yeah, as soon as they find a new one. I yeah. mean, he's going to be – both of those two are – He's Lions? No, he went to the Bears. The Bears. He's the president of the Bears. Yeah, I knew, I knew it was one of those uh, NFC North teams. Yeah. All right. Yeah, well, that's well. my scumbag, man. That yeah. was a, that's a worthy scumbag. I, I hate the NCAA. Yeah, I mean, body, to be honest they're, they're another one of these that, that could be the scumbag every – Every week, I you know, and I almost uh, I don't know if you heard about Shannon Sharp at the Lakers game. I did. Uh, I almost was you know I was kind of torn between <laughs> who I was going to make my scumbag this week when I saw the news on Connor and saw the news on Shannon Sharp, and but when I got digging deeper on this whole Clevenger issue and him throwing his used tobacco at a ten ten month old baby and and repeatedly has has laid hands on women allegedly. Uh, I, I had to go with him because you know how I feel about that. Um, but you had Shannon Sharp, who's basically my age, heckling from the front row at the Lakers game. <laughs> and I'm about to, he's trying to pick fights with Ja Morant, Ja's father. And right. Just, uh, it just kept escalating. That's, they actually removed him at one point and took him back in the tunnel. And I guess he kind of calmed down mm. and explained his side of things. Then, of course, you got Magic Johnson and LeBron coming out to support uh, Shannon Sharp. Oh, Shannon? Yeah, like, like, oh, yeah, that's my boy. <laughs> so I was like, man, I'm not going to make Shannon my scumbag because, uh, I mean, yeah, you're, you're a little old to be heckling. And, and you probably didn't like it when you were playing. Right, you uh, would think you would have firsthand knowledge of being right. heckled by a fan. And he did. He did backtrack and said, "Hey, I got to control my emotions." But but he was like cussing them all out and be like, "You don't want none of this. Come on, you know." I mean, he was start, trying to start fights. So. I was I was at the uh, Clemson Miami game at the end of the season this this past year, and I was in the I was sitting in the Miami family section, and uh, I was actually sitting like three rows behind Mario Cristobal's brother. Mm-hmm. And I believe we played for the Giants. Oh, I don't know. Anyway, but there was a Miami Hurricane fan just giving Mario Cristobal everything he could, hmm. and it was it was embarrassing. Well, yeah, that's a whole lot of scumbagging going on this week. So uh, let's let's get off of that subject and let's move on to uh, coming in hot and do it. talk about the NFL playoffs from this past weekend. And like I mentioned in the opening, I actually thought the games were better wild card weekend. A lot, yeah. lot more competitive games. Yeah, because even even some of those games where the scores ended up yeah, like the, the, kind of close. Yeah, the you Chiefs see, and the Jags. I, I mean, mean, you still never felt like the Chiefs were, were struggling, no. even though you, you, know, you had Mahomes in and out. Out mostly, but yeah, but with the Jags, Chad Hinn. the Jags scored with like thirty seconds left to, to right. make it a one one score game. It really never was a one score game. No, uh, 
the Bengals, which you called it last week. Yeah, I mean the the Bengals, the the bank, the but you could tell that the Bills were just uh, man. You could, I don't know if it was the Demar Hamlin thing or or you know Josh Allen struggles down the stretch, mm-hmm. but you could just see that the Bills were not the Bills. Yeah, you know, and Cincy has gotten better and better and better and better, and I'm I'm willing to bet that Joe Burrow is is quite possibly you know top two. He, he, QB and currently in the NFL. I mean, he's, he's cool. He's impre- you know, he was missing half his offensive line. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, uh, no, he's – I mean, even last year he was getting pummeled yeah. by his offensive stands line. In there, and, stands in there and delivers. Yeah, no, he's the real deal, yeah. man. Well, even uh, Chase, uh, Jamar, before the game was like, it, uh, my quarterback is, is better than Josh Allen. He's, you know – He's an all-around quarterback, and I mean, he was just a lot of people were kind of like, you know, raising their eyes a little bit. But after the game, it sure looked like it. You know, he. Yeah, I think you know, with a banged-up Mahomes, next weekend, you got to think the Bengals are, are are the favorite. Yeah, I would think so. I mean, they're, they, I'm I'm gonna pick them. I mean. Just based on the Mahomes injury, I know Patrick says he's going to be fine and going to play. Yeah, but, but a high just, ankle sprain. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's one thing to to continue playing in that game when it happened because you still got a lot of adrenaline going. You haven't took that shoe off yet, right? You just slap a little tape on it. Yeah, I mean, but you could tell he he was throwing off the wrong foot. Sure, some and, of his throws. And you know, Patrick Mahomes, you know, makes his living off schedule. Oh yeah, yeah. So I mean, if anybody can do it, it'd be him. Yeah, but you know he makes so many. Uh, he varies his arm angles. Mm-hmm. He which which then has to have footwork to make that happen. And I just man, I can't see it. I can't see it. Well, you know one thing. Getting back to the Bills and the Bengals, you know the Bills. Uh, uh, the reason that we picked them at the beginning of the year was they signed Von Miller as the missing piece to you know have that pass that elite pass rusher. And they lose him to injury, mm-hmm. so you know that was all for naught. And you know they, they just did not look good. No, they, the, they the Bengals. Well, they definitely they just struggled down the stretch in general. You know they didn't. I mean Josh Allen's turning the ball over, and you know he's still an elite talent for sure. But you know Stephon Diggs getting frustrated. Yeah. You know that's that's not a good look, even though you know. Josh Allen's been carrying that organization for a few years. But, right. But still, I mean, Cincinnati just looks strong, man. I, I did blow. I, I I really felt like Dallas was playing, man. I thought Dallas was playing good, and I thought maybe, just maybe, Dak would put his, you know, big game problems behind him, <laughs> you know. It, but nope. Well, how about, nope. how about that first extra point? Yeah, because <laughs> you even you even asked me last week's show. So uh, when Dallas scores, right. what do they do? I said we well, got to try the extra point. No, should have gone for two. <laughs> of course, he made a couple field he goals. Made, yeah, so. he, he was he was zero for one on his uh, extra point. Of course, it was blocked, but you know the right. camera angle looked like even if it wasn't blocked, he wasn't making it. No, nah, he was still scared. And going uh, into but it. then he then he hit a couple of clutch field goals to to keep them in the game. So uh, yeah, but you know even. Even as close as that game was, yeah, you never really felt like San well, Francisco was. 
I mean, they they look they felt like they were in control the whole time. To me. Right. I mean, I never. And and I'm not gonna I'm not jumping on the Purdy wagon. No, nah, I mean but, he, they're not winning because of him. Right. Yeah. But you know that that definitely San Fran was in control the whole time. Um, and I and I think you know you mentioned Purdy. I think next week is when the luck runs out. I, yeah. I think the the Eagles. Their talent level on both sides of the ball. You know, you San Fran and Philly both have elite defenses. Right. So the difference is Philly's offense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Jalen looked healthy enough to be a, a dual threat, you know. Yeah. I, that, I thought the Giants might have a chance if Jalen was one-dimensional. But Jalen wasn't one-dimensional. They had to respect it, and that really opened up the running lanes and it really exposed – the, the talent disparity yeah. between the Eagles and the Giants. Yeah, because, you know, I was having conversations with, with somebody, and he was trying to put that all on Daniel Jones. And nah. I was like, that wasn't really on Daniel. Daniel Jones didn't give up 38 points. Yeah. I mean. And he was running for his life the whole time. Right. He, he had zero. You know, the Eagles pass rush. They don't have – that one elite rusher, no, that got you, four, that they're all in double digits. You're getting pressure from the outside on both sides with the Eagles. Yeah. You got a 40-year-old Brandon Graham. He had 11, I think, this year. Mm, yes, he did. 11 or 11 and a half, maybe. Yeah, well, I know he had over 10. It was over 10. It was over 10. You, you called that one, too. Called that one. But yeah. Um, yeah, no, they're getting good pressure from Brandon Graham and Reddick, who the Panthers – gave up on I mean just and Jordan Davis in the middle I mean I'm I mean the Eagles the Eagles are scary and to be honest with you I, I they're I, secondary too so yeah with I, Slay I, and Bradbury yeah I, Bradbury man I don't I don't understand why teams give up on well, him the way they do just the Giants had to they, they had no choice they had to get out from his salary I guess that he, so he's, he's he was, like that hired gun salary, you know, because the Panthers had to ship him. Well, I think the Panthers. I feel like the I Panthers think he just, gave up I on him. I think they just didn't re-sign him, yeah. and the Giants signed him to that huge free agency contract. And then they were, you know, we we had to shed money, or we weren't even able to sign our rookie our rookie draft picks. So he was the casualty. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, no, it wasn't for a lack of talent or anything no, like that. Yeah, I mean, no. it, it just seems like nobody. I mean, and you know, everybody thinks he's good, and, right. his, and his, his on-field play is equal to that. So, it just seems like everyone kind of just ships him out and gives up on him, and he's a key cog to every team he plays on. All right, so the big, the big debate online on social media is uh, who who gets to claim. Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. Alabama or Oklahoma. All right. I, I got the answer to that question. So, so obviously, both can, can lay claim to Jalen. But for anybody, and, and Alabama fans are getting ridiculed for this, but, I mean, number one, how many games did Jalen win at either school? Um, how many national championships did Jalen win at Oklahoma? All right. How many? Uh, um, what? Where's his diploma on the wall say? Right. Well, you know they 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 try to make the comparison to a Russell Wilson. Uh, you know, he, NC State can't claim Russell Wilson. No, they can't because he didn't do anything at NC State. Right. They 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 comparing him to Joe Burrow. 
Joe Burrow didn't do anything Joe at Burrow, Ohio State. Exactly. So, I made that comparison. So, yeah, you, you, the situations are completely different. Completely and then the different. funny thing also is Jalen takes Jaylen, exception to it. Jalen has never showed up at a press conference in Ohio, I mean, in Oklahoma gear. Right. But he shows up all the time wearing Alabama yeah, gear. And he'll clearly tell you, I, I went to Alabama too. Yeah. yeah. You know, he's been asking no, I, I, I think both. I think both schools can claim should him. claim him. But Alabama has a legit claim to call him, you know, our first quarterback oh, yeah. that has gotten to the N- NFC Divisional oh, Championship. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I agree. I mean, so, he. Yeah, I don't. He 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 accomplished so much, and you know, he graduated from Alabama. He won a national championship, won a playoff game, won an SEC champ. I mean, he's done it all. Yeah, in a crimson and white jersey. And like I said, he when even after he left, when Alabama beat Tennessee, he would fire up a cigar and post about it. Yeah. Yeah. So he he claims Alabama more than he does Oklahoma, but I I think. Both schools can have credit for. Absolutely, yeah. You know, it's like it's it's such a different situation than any other of these transfer quarterbacks. You know, Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, they they made their accomplishments at Oklahoma. So yeah, they should only be referred to as Oklahoma. Right. But Jalen is unique, and he accomplished great things at both schools. So both schools should be proud of him and call him their own, or yeah. one, or one of them, not their own, but and one of them. We've never, I mean, there's there's very little uh, bad blood to Jalen from Alabama oh, alone. No, no. Yeah, no, that, certainly not our alumni base. Now, some of our lunatic fringe fans were really upset that well, he left, but it was at the it same was time, the best thing he needed, for everybody. Yeah, exactly. I, mean, I don't blame him for leaving. At that point in his career, Tua was the better quarterback and was going to be the starter. So he needed to go somewhere sure. where where he could perfect what in, he was doing. Yeah, you know? and improve his his value for the NFL. That's right. So yeah, no, no I love Jalen Hurts, man. I always will. He's always going to be a oh, uh, yeah. an Alabama man to me. Oh, yeah. um, but I respect. I respect Oklahoma and and the, the yeah I got the no I got no problem I got no problem with Oklahoma sure. claiming them also no me but neither. but for them to say that Alabama has no right to claim them no it's, yeah, it's you're it's, wrong they're they're wrong about that take I, it's mostly Georgia fans it's mostly Georgia fans <laughs> on the social media it's mostly Georgia fans LSU fans and Auburn fans trying to say that you know Alabama tries to claim everything you know we claim you know eight what is it. Seventy-five percent of our national championships are phony. Um, I've heard it all. Yeah, I've heard it all. So we only claim what was recognized by at the time. Yeah, different the, the, rules, different right. different publications. <laughs> don't you don't hey, hate the player, hate the game. You take away, you still okay. You go ahead and take away those four. I don't even think it's really four that are. I think it's well, like two that are really two legit iffies, but four that they say we. We we shouldn't be claiming, which we have one, I think, in 1972 that we legitimately could claim. Yeah, well, because they're saying, like, you know, because it used to be the national championship was awarded before before the Bulls. Bulls, Exactly. That's the way they did things. That's the way they did it, exactly. You can't take it away. (laughs) 
Exactly. No, but she's still back to my point. You take away four. Okay, I'll give you four. Take away our four. We're still sitting on 14. We're still got doubled in you. And and more than that, depending on who I'm arguing with. Right, so I really right. don't care about that discussion. <laughs> yeah. I think it's funny. Right. Well, while we're talking about Alabama football, uh, well, Nick's got some work to do. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, he does. What, what else is new? Yeah, really. What you know, this is, is going to be the sixth offensive coordinator in the last eight years. It's sad, man. It's sad. And you know that's that's another thing you know we and we've we've mentioned this before on this podcast but you know we're getting beat up in social media by fan bases as far as our development of players and why we're dipping into the transfer portal and this and that but this is a large reason because it's hard to find continuity yeah when, and it's when hard to develop players when you got coaching getting poached left and right. right and that's exactly what it is oh yeah i mean these coaches are not leaving because they hate no nah, i mean under it's nick a compliment it's, it's a compliment to nick Saban. exactly everybody wants a piece of some of that knowledge and so, kirby's gonna feel that in the next four years georgia fans you're gonna feel that you're gonna you're gonna begin to see why you know you lose 10 to 15 players in the to the transfer portal Oh yeah, we got all these four or five five stars. Well, they can't all play, they can't all start. So you're gonna you're gonna see bigger turnover, and then you know you're gonna be like, well, y'all always said, you know, well they weren't that good anyway. Blah blah blah. Well, it's not that they weren't good; it's that they all want playing time. Right. And so you're gonna see that coaching staff's gonna people are gonna start to want the Georgia process. Yep. That's all part of the success. Yeah. Now, like I said, you. Don't get mad. I mean, don't get mad about it. Yeah, you can be a little upset about it, but it's a compliment. Sure, it, it's it shows that people want some of your knowledge, some of some of what you've got to try to make it work for them. Right. So I mean, yeah, you look at uh, how many saving assistants are out there now, head coaches, thirteen, and and successful. You know. Most of them. Some Most of them. Of them. Some, of, some of them are struggling a little bit. All right, so. You, you got any names? I mean, my my first choice, which is pie in the sky, ain't never going to happen, would be D'Amico Ryans for D.C. For D.C., yeah. And then, no, and, then he, and then he becomes de facto head coach in waiting. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, so that would be my first choice. Um you know, I've heard I heard a lot today of a package of Mullen on offense and Pruitt on defense. Yeah, now and, the, the know, Mullen thing—that's I, I, what I was going to talk about—is I I like I like that Mullen for for OC for sure. Yeah, I like the thought. You know, I, I've never been a fan of his, but uh, you know, kind of going back and looking at, at what he has done. Along his offensively, right, along his right. career, yeah, you keep him out of the head coaching job, and you know he might be okay. Yeah. You know, just keep his wife away from our kids. <laughs> <laughs> don't want her kissing everyone. <laughs> you know that story. She kisses everybody yeah. on their way yes. in the stadium. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, on the defensive side, yeah, D'Amico would be nice. I would, yeah, he's like, an alum, yeah, but, like you know, I said, I would love D'Amico. No, I, you know. He's destined probably, for NFL. 
Probably my second choice would be Schumann from Georgia, and then either Pruitt or Leonard. Yeah, uh, would be any if we get any of those four, I think we're in good shape. Pruitt, I'm okay with now that the NIL is in place. Right, yeah, because I don't uh, think it's gonna. It's the wild, wild west out there on the recruiting trail now. So, you know, we can't get into any real hot water. I wouldn't think. You know, we can we can start really giving them Dodge Chargers out now. But speaking of, it just made me think of something else. Did you hear Blake Corum had his Camaro stolen? Oh, no, I didn't hear that. Yeah, so apparently he's got like a camo-wrapped Chevy Camaro that uh, he got with NIL money. (laughs) And uh, so it was stolen on campus today. Uh Uh-oh. But anyway, you you were talking about stealing or giving away cars. That made me think of it. So, so yeah, those would be who I would – Prefer defensively, yeah. Offensively, you know, I've heard Leby's name, and man, I, I'm not real high on that one. Uh, I didn't, I didn't really dig into, you know, because I didn't really hear until this this morning, mid morning, about losing O'Brien. So. Yeah, and you know, Kingsbury is a name that's out there, and yeah, that's true. Cliff, Cliff you, is out there, and, and you know, I some of what I was going back and seeing who he had worked with, and. He, you know, he was the offense coordinator for Johnny Manziel at A&M yeah. when they came to Tuscaloosa and beat us, and Johnny mm-hmm. won the Heisman. And, you know, and he's he's had some very high-powered offenses, so I think I'd, I'd be okay with him. A couple of names I've heard that I really did not like is Greg Roman from that got fired for the yeah. Ravens, Vanilla, Jason Garrett. Nah, I, super vanilla. Super vanilla, yeah. He'd uh, probably bring the I formation back. <laughs> <laughs> we'd be the, a, the wing T. Wing T. We'll be we'll be have a fullback in the backfield. I formation with Jason Garrett. Now I need to. I, so yeah, I, I, I I'm not sure OC wise. Um, like I, I said, probably without doing much research, two names: Mullen and Kingsbury. Hmm. Yeah, uh, I, of course. Leby, Leby was part of the high-powered uh, UCF with Heupel, and he was part of the Ole Miss with uh, Lane Kiffin. So, I might could get on board with that one, but uh, mm-hmm. I just don't know if Mullen and Saban can coexist because <laughs> ah, yeah. of Mullen's ego. Nah, I think I think. Of course. It, I think he can. Of course, Nick and Lane seem, yeah, seem yeah. to have a, a good good yeah, relationship. I think, I think Mullen can, can come in and be a really good OC for sure. Um, also, I, let's talk a little bit about Dion, man, Colorado. I mean, he's gonna he's, have some. He's gonna have a secondary. That's I mean, for sure. I don't know what else he's gonna have. He's got two lockdowns yeah. out there. If they pan out at that level, yeah. I mean, and Shadur, his son's coming in immediately at quarterback. I mean, and they had a they had a top thirty recruiting class mm-hmm. in in first three weeks. I think they got some landed some decent transfers too. Oh, they're like I think they're fourth, third or fourth ranked in transfers. In transfers. Yeah, so I mean, they. Well, I, I, I said all it, he has I, to do I is think... beat one game. Yeah. To, yeah. Oh, yeah. To improve. Yeah, I think he's. He can contend, if not this year, next year. 
Absolutely. And I mean, and then you think about the following year, USC and uh, UCLA, UCLA, are gone. UCLA are gone. That makes so, it that much easier. And, you know, that's going to be one hell of a quarterback conference next year. Um, the pack, I hate mm-hmm. to give the pack credit, but, you know, you got Williams and Penix. Um, you got, what's Shadir. his name? Uh, in Uyungle. Uyungle, now in Oregon State. Shadur mm-hmm. Sanders in Colorado. That's going to be an awesome quarterback class in the pack. Are you actually saying something nice about ha- West Coast football? I have to, man. <laughs> I mean, they always have good quarterbacks. Yeah. But, I mean, their class is going to be good. So, Dion's going to have the – the bet next best thing, lockdown corners against all them quarterbacks. Right. I, I'm, I'm kind of liking it, man. I've, I've been saying all along I think Florida State made a huge mistake letting him walk. But at the same time, you know, Florida State's got a lot of momentum too. So so it looks like Norvell is actually going to work out in Tallahassee. But um, I still say Dion, Dion would have been a huge home run in Tallahassee. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that – he could compete for natties at Tallahassee. I, I think he still will. I don't know if he can do it at Colorado, but uh, we'll see. Mm. Cool. All right. What else you got? Anything? Nah, I think that's. I think that covers everything that I've. I mean, are we making some picks for the for the weekend in NFL? I mean, I, I I'm Eagles and Bengals. Yeah, I mean, I'm Eagles and Bengals too. I, I think I think the Eagles I think the Eagles are gonna win going away against the Niners. I think I just don't think Purdy Mr. Irrelevant's can, gonna yeah, struggle. I don't think he can lead them to enough points. And and both the running backs are banged up. Yeah. McCaffrey and Elijah Mitchell. And uh you know, they've got the D B S to to contain their weapons. The the, the passing weapons, yeah. The, yeah. You know, Debo and IU can kittle. Yeah. So yeah, I, I mean, I think Philly can can slow. I mean, I think San Fran can slow Philly down, but I just don't think they can stop them enough to give Purdy and that offense a chance to outscore them. So I, I got twenty four ten. Yeah, Philly. I can see something about like that, or, or even twenty ten. Yeah, yeah, I can see I something got, like that. I got twenty four ten Philly. And I and of course the Bengals Chiefs you know a lot of that is it sucks it sucks that Mahomes is is probably going to be limited yeah you know I Chad Henney's good though he, he has yeah. a really quality backup good backup yeah but, um, but, but you know they obviously that's not the same as Mahomey so right. no I think I think the Bengals will I think I think the Bengals the Bengals can generate pressure without having to blitz or send extra you know. Yeah, players. So that's what they did to them last year. You know, it's and they got it's a rematch of last year. They're a good combination, you know, with the two Joes. I think Cincy's better this year than they were last year. Agree. And now the Chiefs with a hurt Mahomes, you got to figure they're a little bit worse than they were last year. The Bengals went in there last year and beat them. I don't see any reason why they can't do that again. Yeah, so I agree. And I don't know how sexy of a Super Bowl. Bengals versus the Eagles is. I mean, I think if you if you strip it down, if you don't really focus on the jersey right. and the name, but if you strip it down to the players, I mean, I think it's a I think and it's a could, sexy Super Bowl, could, man. Could be a good could be a good matchup. A lot of good names, man. A lot of fun players to watch. I mean, I 
I think the Bengals are going to lose again, though. I really do. I think the Eagles are I just – I this is the Phillies. I just here. think Phillies is too solid, man. They're just too solid all the way around. Yeah. They they, they looked good as hell this past weekend, but there again, I, I, I think that – they expose the Giants for what the Giants really are. You know, a, well, a team I mean, with, we, with we didn't think the Giants would get that far, and they exceeded our expectations. And so I, I didn't think. You know, I forget what I picked. What I picked, I picked thirty-one uh, twenty-one. Mm-hmm. So you know, I kind of thought the Giants would put up a little bit more of a fight than that, but Philly just clicked on all cylinders. Yeah, from the get go. Yeah, and I wasn't a huge fan of. I don't think they tried to get Saquon involved in because really, Philly's biggest weakness is their run defense, and you know we we came out throwing, and I think I think they should have been trying to yeah I don't run know. a little bit more. I don't know how you don't get Saquon involved. He's your best player. Yeah. I mean I just don't. That just doesn't make any sense to me. But I mean I've seen. I've seen offensive coordinators overthink it like right. that. Right. Well, and then and then you're you're in a hole, and then you got no choice. No choice, and now you're one dimensional. Exactly. And now you're at the mercy yeah, of exactly. defensive coordinators. Yep. So yeah, so it, it got away and got ugly. match got ugly quick. It did. It did. All right. Well, good deal. Good conversation. I know we a little depressing know, early on. I know we kind of were all <laughs> over the place. Did we? I mean, but that's that, yeah, that's that's what that's what we wanted when we created this podcast. We just. Go where the conversation takes us. So that's what happened. That's right. <laughs> so all right, let's. Uh, like I said earlier, I've got Elvis Tiger Man whiskey over there waiting for us. Yeah. So let's go over there and try right. that, and then we'll rate, rate that, that shit. shit. See you at the bar. Um.